0: Hello, and welcome to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. And on this week's episode, it is another solo episode, and I'll be doing a little mental health check-in with you all um, just to discuss what's been going on, um... To offer a little transparency into, um, the state of my own mental health and, uh, to hopefully share some insights and some things that I've noticed and picked up, um, due to my own experiences with mental health. So yeah, I'm excited to be back, excited to be here with you all. And yeah, let's get into it. All right. So, um, before we get into it, into it, uh, just a little housekeeping, please, y'all, um, if you can, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. You know, if you just leave a little five star rating on, you know, Apple Podcast, or if you um, follow it on Spotify, and you'll get like automatically, you'll get the episodes when they are uploaded each week, and that is all just like incredibly helpful and just you know a part of. Doing something like this, whether it be a podcast or YouTube or um, anything of this nature, like it helps get it, you know, circulated more widely when um, folks are are liking it and subscribing. So I really, really, really appreciate that. And for everyone that has done that and continues to do that, thank you so much. You are the best. Like literally, you're the best, and I love you. Um, also, for any new listeners, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for clicking on this show. Um, I don't know what may have brought you here, but I am grateful to have you. And for anyone returning, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you all, or some of you may have noticed that there was no new episode of the show last week. Um and that was due to, I think, various factors, but mostly due to what we're going to discuss on this week's episode, which is, um, mental health. <laughs> and, um, I honestly like pride myself on just being consistent, uh, with this platform and, you know, being committed to doing this because it's something that I've been wanting to do for so long. And, um, I kind of just don't want to disappoint myself and I don't, want to disappoint any of you and just like not showing up. But last week I just like couldn't. <laughs> um, so yeah, but thank you so much for tuning back in. If you are a first time listener, um, please feel free to check out some of the earlier episodes, which are formatted um, differently and will be formatted more like, I guess, along the traditional lines of the show where it's broken up into three segments. The first being what's the meaning where we discuss a word related to the day's episode or just one in the zeitgeist and share our lived experiences with it. Um, also the stoop, which is the main topic discussion segment and the roundup, which is where we share final thoughts and is the space for listener letters. Um, should you all want to write into the show at the brownstone podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, so check out some earlier episodes. There's like really 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 awesome great ones. I'm proud of every single episode that I've done and put out here um and I'm so grateful for everyone that has joined me in conversation on this show so far. So you can listen to The Glorious Hum with Naomi that discusses like Grief and everything that we've been dealing with collectively around grief. Um, You can listen to Wide Open Spaces with Joshiel that discusses like the leap of faith and just like taking chances in life, especially when you feel like stagnant, which I will also be discussing a little bit in what I've been doing in my own personal life in regards to that. And um, you could check out I'll be there for you with Britney, where we discuss celeb culture and being a creative, you know, in the pandemic and check out her shop, Shop by Brit or Made by Brit, excuse me, Made by Brit, where she has these incredible handmade um journals. And there's just a bunch of awesome, awesome ones, like, um, just like magic with Bruja Barbie and Jasmine, where we discuss tarot and... um Yeah, Baby Let's Get Married with Nicole and Travis. I mean, I'll be here all day just like shouting out my own episodes. But yeah, check out some of the earlier ones Um, and then come back and listen to this one. So yeah, so let's get into it. Depression, depression. Like, what is it? Well, I think we all have some idea of what it is um, in our personal lives, whether that be through our own experience, our own personal experience, or that, or excuse me, or the experiences that we have witnessed through others in our lives. And I feel like it's something that we all kind of would define in like our own way. But, you know, according to the mental health Institute, uh, depression is actually defined as a common, but serious mood disorder, And it can cause severe symptoms that affect how we feel, think, and handle just like daily activities such as sleeping, eating, or working. And it is something that you can be diagnosed with by like a professional, um, which I don't know if I need to reiterate this, but like I am not a professional. Like one day I hope to be a mental health counselor, but... um, as of today, I am not, but one day I will be. So, you know, take all of this, you know, with a grain of salt, do your own research, know that I am speaking primarily about my own personal experience. And also, you know, please do not just use this in place of an actual therapist or psychiatrist. If you feel like you are experiencing um, these symptoms and to a more severe degree, I would say if you're able to, or you have access to help, then please do reach out to that. Um, but yeah, so it is classified as a mood disorder and there are different types of depression, which I think one that we're all kind of familiar with, especially if you live in a place that goes through like various climates, especially the winter months where there's less light, less sunlight, um, is seasonal affective disorder, which, you know, sad, which, (laughs) It feels you know um on brand for what it is. it's like you typically feel um a little listless and low energy because there is less sunlight and it is cold and you're less likely to do um activities kind of outside or around others and then when you throw on top of that like the pandemic and the fact that you know on various places of the world we're still in various um types of quarantine right now. And so, um, community and actually going out and seeing people, it looks very different for all of us. And given, you know, people who may be high risk, people with certain disabilities or ailments, like they can be impacted even further. Um, so there's a lot happening, you know, for a lot of us. And I think like Depression for me, um, I don't know that I would have seen it as a mood disorder, which I'm actually um, find interesting that that's actually what it is. I think I always just kind of ascribed it to a feeling, like oh I'm feeling a little sad today, oh I'm feeling you know exuberant or happy today, or like oh I'm feeling a little depressed, and um, I sort of attributed it to something you know temporary and bleeding for the most part, but something that I found in my own past can last, you know, a couple of days to a couple of weeks, you know, um, and it kind of comes and goes depending on where I'm at in my mm, where I'm at in my life, but also where I'm at and just like my routine in being consistent with self care and being consistent with staying. Um, checking in on my mental health, you know, and where I'm at, like that kind of all affects it. Also like where I'm at financially for me personally has a big, um, effect on my mental health. And again, the, the, the triggers will be different for each of us, but, um, like financial instability is like a big one for me. Um, as well as change, like initiating change can be hard for me. Um, but yeah, girl, your girl got issues. It's fine. It's whatever. Like, <laughs> who doesn't, who who can make it through this life and not have a, a couple of issues? But, um, yeah. So why I wanted to discuss this in particular is, you know, we are like a year into this pandemic. I think like officially we've hit the paniversary Um, the quarantine anniversary, you know, what have you. And a year is like a short amount of time in the scope of like our lives, but a huge amount of time to be living under these like constraints and this level of consistent like stress and anxiety, which again has been different for each of us. Um, But it's been there in, in whatever capacity it has been there. And the anxiety of having things be so unknown, as well as the grief that we've collectively and individually experienced over like our life, not looking the way that we thought it would, or um, having to give up certain things or having lost people, you know, like these are all things that, you know, have not stopped and having, have increased, you know, for so many of us throughout this. Like, so I just want to, you know, come in here on this episode and just speak to you all about it a little, just check in with you all to see how you're doing. And just to make sure that you're also, you know, checking in on yourself and just having those little conversations or having like that mental checklist and rundown of like, okay, have I been eating regularly? You know, have I been eating well and eating well obviously is subjective. Like I'm not going to tell people what to eat and how to eat, you know your body better than anybody and you know what makes your body feel good and what makes your body feel not, you know, it's best. So just checking in or like, am I putting things in my body that are making it not feel or run its best? And why may that be? I mean, is it circumstantial? Is it, you know, money you can't afford to get things that make your body feel good? You know, that's that's something sort of like outside of your control. And, you know, please don't lambast yourself over that. But if it's like a a matter of you just like checking in and realizing like, Oh, I maybe haven't been putting things that make my body feel good because I've been too tired at night to cook for myself, or I've been too exhausted, or I just haven't had much of an appetite. So I really have only been grabbing quick ready-made things or, or just whatever's around or sometimes just not even eating because I, I I haven't felt hungry. Like that is maybe something you want to notice, right. Be mindful of. Um, another thing for me personally, like I notice like how like active am I being? And like, I'm not someone who's like, you know, getting up and going on like a 5k run. Like, no, that is, not my ministry. Um, but, um, I kind of like being more mindful and aware of like, how long is it taking me to get out of bed in the mornings? Like, um, I, I think generally, typically, or someone like, if my alarm went off, then I hopped out of bed. Like I was up, but I've been going through these periods where like, I notice, like my alarm will go off and I'll just like hit snooze, hit snooze, hit snooze. And obviously like I could just genuinely be tired. Like I do work um and stuff like that. But I notice it's like less of like um, a physical tiredness and more of just like a mental, spiritual, just like I'm tired. I don't want to get up right now. <laughs> and so, excuse me, just for me being mindful of that, like what's going on in the morning when you wake up, why are you not feeling motivated or activated in getting out of bed? And that's for me personally, some folks always struggle with getting up in the morning. And again, you know, your body, you know, your mind better than anybody. So, um, don't, yeah, don't feel like because you've never been someone who hopped out of bed that, you know, you've been depressed your whole life. I'm no, I don't know. That's not something that I could say or, you know, diagnose and I'm not going to. So yeah, just always, you know, trust your own um, intuition when it comes to your body and your mind. And um, yeah, just like a host of other things, just like mental stuff too. Just noticing when um, I start to get into a pattern of judging myself. You know, like if I'm quick to sort of jump on myself for any little perceived mistake, then I know, like, okay, I got to be mindful of this. I have to watch this because I am someone who I would describe as someone who's overcoming. And I'm not, you know, laughing because I think it's funny, but I'm just like, I know using this like terminology, um, may feel inappropriate to some. And I'm not trying to like appropriate um, terminology that is majorly, majorly, is that a word? Majorly, major, majority, majority, I don't know. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. That is mostly used for um, addictions in the form of like um, substance and like substance abuse. But I would say that I'm someone who is recovering from a, um, addiction to like negative thinking and negative thought patterns. And that obviously could have something to do with my own personal wiring in my brain. But, um, I've noticed that I have a tendency to jump onto my negative thoughts and kind of just like give them a lot of attention and a lot of, um, space to just run rampant without checking them. And it's just been like a a cycle that I've noticed in myself where it inhibits me because I'll just continuously tell myself like, or in the past, because I've done so much better and I'm in such a better place in regards to this, but in the past, definitely. Um, I would say up to about like last year, beginning of last year, when I started to actively do something about it, um, I would just... I would just like tell my like tell myself essentially like, you know, you're not good enough or you're not good at period. And, you know, you can't do certain things because you don't know enough or you haven't um, done enough. And so you don't get to have certain things until you um, can be better. It was sort of like these mental restrictions and mental Olympics that I was putting myself through for like no reason other than just like, trauma response honestly um but yeah so i've gone on this whole tirade and i hope that it's made some sense but yeah so depression as being um officially defined as a mood disorder um that affects your daily life and a mood disorder that um causes bouts of sadness varying in um, degrees, I would say of sadness from like extreme sadness and, you know, like perhaps even suicide and suicide ideation to just, you know, sort of listlessness. And for me saying personally, I see it as like a a feeling, um, like a fleeting feeling that has also various degrees and stages to it that I've noticed in my own personal life and just saying like the mental checklist that sometimes checking in with yourself so you can notice when you may be entering um, what I will call a depressive episode or a depressive period. And sometimes you can't like stop it. Sometimes it just has to run its course, but you can like prepare yourself sometimes in a way to be like, Oh, okay. I see that like, this is where I'm heading So what can I do now to prepare myself, you know, to create some sort of like self-care around myself or, um, so that, you know, I'm still taking care of myself as I go through this episode. And, um, yeah. So for me, um, I didn't put out an episode last week because I just did not have the energy or the motivation to edit anything, um, or to even just record something, even just by myself. Um, I recognized, especially last week that like, um, I needed to rest because I had sort of been, you know, burning the candle on both ends between like doing my regular, um, full-time job, um, doing this podcast and all the organizing that goes into it, which I'm not complaining. It's something that I love and it's a a passion project for me. And also just like, you know, managing my own mental health and stuff throughout this pandemic and throughout life. And then also I was like doing a lot of mental gymnastics in terms of like trying to figure out what my life may look like over the next couple of months and you know, solidifying what it is that I want for myself and where I see myself going. And so I was doing all of that and just, I became super overwhelmed by it. I think by the notion that I felt I had to have concrete answers and I had to have everything figured out. And I felt like I had to have it figured out like now. And this was like over a period, I would say of like three weeks. And I was also like, um, due to like unforeseen circumstances, but maybe not unforeseen because it's a pandemic, but I had to quarantine because I had been exposed to COVID as well. So all that was happening on top of just like the normal anxiety and fear that like, oh shit, I could have COVID again. And what could that mean for me as someone who doesn't have health insurance here in the States? Like And someone who's, you know, had it once and recovered from it and like does not want to get it again. Like, so it was just like a culmination of all these things and me just being like, girl, you need to fucking figure your life out and you need to make some decisions and you need to just like make some changes, but like not knowing how to implement those changes or like what that would look like. And so I just pretty much experience what i would call like burnout and like on top of that like just also doing regular stuff like you know like cooking and you know still doing the laundry and still having to be present you know for the children that i i help take care of and just like um how you know like <laughs> how you try to manage and juggle all of that like obviously something is just going to slip through the cracks and um over the like period I would say of the last three weeks and there was also like a lot of astrological stuff happening like we're still in like a mercury retrograde shadow period like the end of it which just ended on the 13th thank you Jesus but um there's some you know funky stuff happening in my own astrological world with transits between you know a square with Saturn and Uranus and just feeling like I want change but feeling so stagnant at the same time and just sort of like feeling restricted and um trying to make my way through that but feeling like I couldn't like I physically couldn't um but yeah so I um did not record anything I didn't edit stuff that I already have I was just like I have to accept the fact that, like, I cannot do it because I can't, like, I'm not going to show up as my most authentic self or my best self. And I don't want to, you know, do it if I'm not feeling it. And so I had to honor that in myself and just literally rest. Like, last weekend, I barely um, got out of bed. And I just like let myself have that. Like, it was just like, it's fine. You know, like I, when I did get up, I was, you know, I cooked, I spent time with my niece. And then when I felt like, okay, I need to just go chill in my room by myself and vibe out and just like escape for a little bit. I did that. And I was just telling myself to do that without feeling any guilt, without feeling any shame, without projecting that onto myself because... I did feel like, oh God, like I don't want to let anybody down and I don't want to let myself down. And I've been doing so well and I have to overcome this. And it's just like, you know, things are a process. And I've said this on this podcast before, like mental health and self-care and, you know, finding out how to live as your most authentic self is a process and it's like a non-linear one. So sometimes it's two steps forward. three steps back. And then the next time it's three steps forward, one step back. You know what I mean? So, and my best friend, shout out to you, put, you know, reminded me this weekend, like, you know, girl, have some grace for yourself because, you know, you're doing it and you're only human, you know? So just allow yourself to be in that space of just like, wherever you are, just allow yourself to be in that space and just not judge it, you know? So, yeah. So what I noticed, um, for me leading up to this, um, I would say what I would describe as like a low depressive episode, um, which I am now, um, out of and making my way back, you know, slowly but surely into just, um, feeling reinvigorated and, um, you know, just showing up for myself more, more actively and intentionally, um, But what I noticed uh, upon reflection, which should have clued me in to the fact that like, okay, something's going on or something's going to happen, was um, over the last three weeks, I would say, um, I started returning to previous patterns of coping. And I was doing it like so slowly and like here and there that i didn't really pick up on it until you know like last weekend when i was just like oh okay girl like you're depressed all right um and i like could put a name to it um but it had started with when i was on this like mini quarantine and i had to isolate myself and you know, the kind of like anxiety and stress of that, um, I kind of was just like F it, you know, like I'm just going to eat what I want. I'm going to do what I want, like whatever. And so I started, um, reaching for my previous, you know, coping and self soothing mechanism, which has always been food and it's always been sweets and it's always essentially been junk food. It's not like I, I just like, self-soothe and I'll and I'll go have like chicken and rice or something. Like, no, like I self-soothe and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go buy some cookies and I'm gonna go get some Doritos and I'm gonna get some more of this and that. And that was kind of like, you know, me being like, you 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 deserve to eat whatever you want because like you're you're you have to be isolated and quarantined and you might as well have what you want and like all this stuff. But um, I didn't necessarily pick up on it because I'd been doing so well in like not eating my feelings that like it happened so gradually that I was like not really paying attention to it. Um, also, I've um, when I discussed on like that solo episode, like um, single folks unite during the Valentine's Day weekend when I was discussing um, like romantic pairings and things of that nature. And I said, like, I've been having um, not a tough time, but I just haven't been able to really focus on a show and a movie and like like a long time, unless like it really captures my attention. And I've been like watching less and less TV and movies and like binging way less. Um, and trying to do more stuff like reading or or podcast stuff or research for you know grad school and things of that nature. Um, but I like you know when I was isolated, like I, again, like returned to kind of like how I was when I first got COVID at the beginning of the pandemic, where I just, you know, sat on the couch and just watched hours and hours and hours of, um, at that time, Love Island and shout out to Love Island. Cause you got me through the first two weeks of the pandemic, but, um, <laughs> I kind of like returned to that comfort of just like escaping via, um, TV and film. And like, whereas before I couldn't focus and sit and watch anything, like I spent that weekend watching like the first, what, six episodes of like WandaVision, which was great. Like shout out to WandaVision and watching like all four or five episodes of like Behind Her Eyes, which was also great. But like, I just, like, I just like was just running through them. Like... (laughs) And I, you know, didn't notice. I was just like, oh, look at me. Like, yeah, I can watch TV again. Like I, I thought I was I thought it was like a good thing. I was like, oh yeah, like I can sit here and just spend hours, you know, zoned out on this show. Like that's that's pretty good. Um I haven't been able to do this in a while. So I didn't really see it as that. And um again, like also like kind of struggling to get out of beds in the in the morning, like I would I would um get out of bed and like, maybe I would like make myself something to eat and then I would get back into bed and I'd just be like, I don't feel like getting up. (laughs) And, um, and I couldn't even like pinpoint like what was wrong at that time. I was just like, I just like, I just don't have the energy and, um, what else? And then sometimes also, yeah, like I would, Get up, and I would just have like coffee, and I just wasn't even hungry. Like, and if you know me personally, like I I love to eat. Like, there's generally never not a time when I am not ready to eat. So the fact that like I would get up and just be like, "Mm, I just cannot be bothered to make something for myself, like was also probably like a signifier that I should have picked up on sooner of being like, girl, be careful. You know, you're it's a slippery, slippery slope. But, you know, we're not always in the state to really notice these things until they um really just like knock us on our ass. Um, and I'm fortunate that it wasn't like a severe episode. It wasn't, you know, um as bad as like I feel like I've been you know, years past, but it was like, like I said, low grade. and sort of like a mild depressive episode where I just felt like I kind of burnt myself out and really just needed to rest and really needed to reconnect with my body to figure out like what my body was feeling and experiencing and what it needed. And yes, it did need rest and it needed rest without like guilt and shame, but my body also needed like to be reinvigorated. Like I because of like the nature of my job and like not wanting to, um, jeopardize anybody within that family, especially the children. Like I've restricted myself, um, a lot, like many people to just going to work, going home, going to the supermarket. And that has been my life the past, you know, since, since September, I would say when I returned to working in person, I've been like restricting myself, which, you know, I'm not going to give myself kudos for Like that's kind of what many of us should have been doing, um, because of the pandemic. Um, but I was doing it to such a degree where like, you know, where they were even just like, you know, you can still go out for like a walk, you know, everyone needs fresh air. Like I wasn't even doing that. Like like if it wasn't to go into, you know, where I work to return to where I stay during the week and then to go, you know, just to get like groceries and essentials. And then back in the house then I was just like, you know, I'm not going outside. And even with the kids, like I didn't even want to go outside. Like I didn't even want to take them outside. Cause I was just like, I don't know who's out there that hasn't. And I don't want, you know, the kids to get it because I took them outside and Um, It was just a lot of guilt that I had that like, if anything happens, like I will be responsible. Um, And I obviously can't control everything. I can't control the world. And like, that's part of what I needed to reconcile and make peace with was like, I can only do my part in ensuring that I stay safe and that they stay safe. Um, But I can't control, you know, everyone outside of that. But um, yeah, like, like, even on the weekends when I was like home and I live in like a very nice place where like I live by the water and I could just go for like a walk and it's pretty isolated. But like even that I was like no, I don't know who's outside. Like like it's to the point where yeah, like I felt like I was getting like a little agoraphobic. Like and I think that was weighing on me as well. Cause I was just like, girl, like at some point you have to find a way to live life again, you know, safely. And create a new normal for yourself, but you can't keep isolating in this way. Because even like seeing my friends, you know, safely, we all get tested pretty frequently, and you know, we don't really go anywhere. We all kind of also operate in terms of like go to work, go home, go to the store, go to work, go home. Um, but even that, like it would, you know we'd make a a plan to like kind of hang out and not even like really do anything other than unless it was like outside or like something like that. And like, it would like approach the time where we would do it. And I would just be like, I don't know. Like I maybe think I should just go home and like, and that started to take a toll on me as well. Like just like not connecting to like my tribe and like my family, like, and just seeing people, um, you know, outside of work, like it, it all was just like hit me kind of like at once. And it's so crazy that it, it, it started like as we approached, you know, this one year anniversary. So I guess like it had to happen at some point, like I'd have to, um, you know, sort of wake up and realize that like, I still need to live my life. I can't let this dictate the rest of my life. And I still need to take, um, I guess calculated risk, you know, in terms of being outside again. And so, um, the way that I've been finding my way out of this episode has literally been just like, okay, um, trying to get off my phone. (laughs) I was also spending a lot of time, um, with distractions on my phone like i downloaded sims free play and that was also something that i was using to just avoid whatever was going on and i was just spending a lot of time playing like that game um which should have been another signifier of like girl escapism like you're reaching for things so that you don't have to address what's going on but yeah i kind of didn't pick up on that either until like recently so um Sorry, I like lost my train of thought because I've just been talking nonstop for the last, I don't know how many minutes, <laughs> but yeah, um, telling myself to take like calculated risk in, in making plans to sort of do things again. And so like yesterday, um, I was so proud, like I, the sun was shining into my room and I was like, it looks beautiful outside. Why don't you just go for a walk? And, you know, no one had to suggest it to me and no one, you know, had to, my sister didn't have to ask me if I wanted to go outside. Like I just got up, I got dressed, you know, I journaled and then I I went for a walk and it was like really nice. And of course, like I sort of zigzagged my way around the water because I didn't want to be near people, but I still went outside and like, yay, like I'm so proud of myself and even over the last week when the weather started to get nice here in New York um and I and I wasn't working I kind of got myself to go outside and I went for a little walk through Central Park and like that really made a difference like you know spring is like here and we have more daylight we just had daylight savings so I'm already feeling better in regards to that as well and um also again just like moving my body, um, in ways that like feel good to me. So just being more consistent with like stretching every day, which I had been doing, but like really being mindful of it. And I had also like fallen off like journaling, which, you know, like I'm a huge, huge advocate for journaling. And, um, I didn't even realize that like, I was going like days in between journaling again because I was like, oh, like I'm I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um I don't really have anything to write about. Oh girl, come on, come on now. Um so noticing that, right? And just being mindful of just being like, it's okay. Like just take the time, write whatever it is. It doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to write just because you're like just write something, you know, and getting back into doing that, getting back to my affirmations. So um yeah So what I've noticed about myself is that because I have what I said earlier, like recovering from like um, addiction to negative thinking and negative thought patterns and cycles, I have to be consistent with the things that I do for my self-care and for my mental health. And, you know, sometimes I get tired like sometimes I'm just like when is it gonna stop like when am I gonna be quote-unquote like fully healed you know when will I just be able to just live without having to do these things and it's just like I may not ever get to um just live my life without having to do these things which is okay which is okay. Cause it just means that like, I'm again, committed to self-care and committed to unconditional love of self. And if this is what I have to do to show up for myself, then it's just what I have to do. And I kind of have to make my peace with that, that like, I am someone who is going to need to journal consistently because I am an overthinker and someone that's constantly analyzing things in my head. Um, I'm going to be someone who's going to have to, um, pay attention to what she's eating and how she's eating and why she's eating because I have a history of, um, eating my feelings, so to speak, and that has impacted my physical health. So it's something I have to be mindful of, um, I'm someone that has to um, take space to sort of like quiet my mind as much as I can. So I'm someone who has to have some sort of practice of just mindfulness, whether that be yoga, meditation, a combination of that or working out any some sort of combination of these things in order to be able to redirect and harness my energy in a way that is helpful to me. Like that is just something that I'm going to have to do kind of like folks that are in AA have to also do this committed everyday thing of just like showing up and following the, um, the commands of like AA, like, and, and, and not just for like alcoholics, but like whatever, whatever you're, you know, you're personal addiction may be like, it's like, you know, that commitment and consistency has to be a part of it. Otherwise the whole thing starts to like crumble. And I noticed like, for me, like I, I have to, I have to do those things. Like I don't get to just like take a day off from my self care because like, because like it'll eventually turn into two days, which will turn into three days, which will turn into, this spiral that I don't want. So I'm someone that has to be mindful of these things. And perhaps, you know, folks listening are recognizing that they are someone that has to be consistent and committed and can't really, you know, fall off the routine. Like the routine can change, obviously. The routine can shift and expand based on what you need in any given moment or situation or episode, but the routine has to be there. And yeah, that's kind of how... I am and it's hard like to also reconcile that with just like wanting to do certain things or like for me wanting to make a lot of big changes in my life but realizing like I have to stick to the routine even whilst I am enacting such changes because I will really just like kind of fall off you know quite quite quickly and I still have like my talk space like I still um, like message my therapist was just like, I'm feeling like really overwhelmed. Um, and I'm not sure what is triggering this feeling, but I feel like super overwhelmed and like anxious about things and feel like I need to make decisions and make these like decisive actions, but I don't know how to move forward. And, you know, she was like great at just being like one, like Given the circumstances, like it's understandable, like, but also, too, like, look at how far you've come. And I would, you know, reiterate that for anyone listening, too. Look at how far you've come. Like, maybe you're not leaps and bounds ahead of where you think you should be or ought to be, or maybe certain circumstances are the same in your life, but just look at where you are right now based on where you have been. Like, and I was like, dang, like, you're right. Thank you for that reminder because I was in like in a completely different space mentally a year ago. You know, I was in a completely different space mentally two years ago. Like where I'm at right now, being able to come out of this, you know, fairly quickly, being able to recognize um, the patterns that I was, you know, repeating the cycles, being able to recognize where I was still holding on to things that I needed to release. Like and being able to recognize it um, more readily is like a huge accomplishment for me that I was just like, damn, yeah. And still being able to do that, the the sort of mental stuff, but also being able to show up, you know, physically, you know, too, like show up for work, show up for my kids, show up for my family, like show up for my friends, hopefully. Um, and um, hopefully, you know, show up for you all by doing this podcast and not giving up, you know, not giving up just because I wasn't feeling my best or not giving up because things got hard or things got difficult, just proving to myself that like, you can do this, like you can do anything. And also being flexible of like, it may not always look polished, but like you can do it. <laughs> so, you know, this is all just a huge roundabout way of just, you know, saying this is what I've been going through and this is what I've noticed. And this is how I am trying to move going forwards and just doing that mental checklist, um, providing rest, not judging, not shaming myself for, for doing what I need or taking what I need. Um, and encouraging everyone listening to just like run through your own mental checklist of like, how are you feeling? How is your body feeling? Um, how have you been perhaps treating your body and treating yourself? What sort of language have you been using to talk to yourself or to even talk about yourself? Because that is also a signifier. Um, You know, and there are obviously things outside of us that we cannot control, but the things that we can, like just, just running through that, like, okay, how am I showing up in this space? Or how do I feel when I'm in certain spaces and just being, you know, cognizant of how that's essentially making you feel and making you react and things like that. And also doing it from a place of just not judging yourself. Like we're all doing the best we can. And some days that looks different. Honestly, every day that looks different. Um, But there's no need to just sort of like jump on yourself or lambast yourself or criticize yourself for literally just trying your best and doing your best um, and sort of finding a way to make that voice less prevalent um, is going to be super helpful. And just also knowing when to ask for support and being able to receive that support. Like um, I would say this time around, I was more open about it with like my friends of just being like, yeah, I'm just not having the best time right now. Like I'm struggling a little bit and I know like things are going to be okay and I know that it's going to pass because it it always does, thank God, but in this moment I'm like not okay and there's something very freeing and empowering about feeling safe enough to be that vulnerable and having, you know, friends share with me as well like, yeah, man, the last Couple of weeks have been really difficult for me too, and just being like, oh shit, you know, like it feels so isolating in our heads, like we are the only ones going through this, but like we are not. Like, there's so many of us who are just struggling, and it doesn't make the struggles go away, but it does provide a sense of comfort to know that, like, ah, like it's not just me, like, shit is heavy, man, and like. <laughs> we're all just doing the best we can again. So yeah, I would encourage you all run through your own you know, mental checklist to see where you're at. Take the rest if you need rest. Um, ask for support and help if you need it, if you can, you know, don't feel like you're being a burden on someone. Like people will generally tell you what they can and cannot do for you. Um, and I find that most people want to help um, and support you in some way, even if it's just emotionally. Um, yeah, I would say just, just ask for support if you're able and have access to therapy or any sort of assistance in that way. I would say utilize it, you know, especially like myself, if you're paying out of pocket, like utilize it. Um, and just take it one day at a time, just take it one day at a time. Like, and also like, um, don't feel the need to compare yourself because social media we all know pre- presents one very specific like image of life and like reality is oftentimes vastly different um so don't compare yourself or even to friends that you're like damn they they seem to have it all together they seem to be doing really well like i wish i had that motivation or that whatever like there's literally no need for comparison. One, because you don't know what that person is going through or, you know, um, internally. And also like we're each on our own individual journeys and it's not going to look the same and it doesn't have to look the same. So, yeah. And I'm also talking to myself when I say that. Everything I'm saying right now is literally me talking to myself like, girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope that this has been helpful in any way, shape, or form or capacity to you guys. Um, in the show notes, I'm gonna leave a thread on Twitter um for some self-help books. And I, you know, have talked about the books that I've read on codependency, books that I've read on on like intimacy, on um healing from emotionally unavailable um caregivers and stuff like that. So I have found those books super, super helpful for me. Um, largely because like, again, I don't have health insurance. And so I kind of also have to make my way like myself, but it's also something that I enjoy. And psychology is something that I'm like really into and want to like commit myself to more to understanding and learning from a professional capacity as well. So, Um, but yeah, I would encourage everyone, especially if access to mental health services is limited, um, for you, that like a lot of times these books are super helpful, and there are a lot of workbooks as well that will help you work through these processes. Um, there are also like podcasts that you can listen to, um, that are super helpful. So I'm gonna leave those in the show notes for anyone that is just looking to, um, check out some of these resources and, uh, Yeah, I just want to say again, like check in with yourselves, check in with your friends and family as you can, you know, still maintaining your emotional boundaries, your mental boundaries and honoring whatever standards you have created for yourself. But um, yes, that is going to be my whole talk on just like mental health check-in. I hope you all are doing well or as well as you can be within these circumstances, but I love each and every single one of you and I'm so grateful for you and thank you for just sticking with me and returning to the show again and again and again, or just showing up here for the first time. I appreciate you all so, so much. And yeah, I apologize for any background noise. I am recording this like in the morning. Um... So if I sound extra raspy, it's because I just woke up, but yeah, (laughs) thank you all so much. This is the Brownstone with Jara Monique. Um, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show. You can also subscribe, excuse me, subscribe uh, to the YouTube. Um, yeah, which is under Jara Monique and yeah, I love you all. I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. Um, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and yeah, that's all. Bye!